the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Let me ask you a question. Are you looking forward to the return of Christ? I'm not talking about one of those Calgon moments where you're just exasperated about life and you just want to go to heaven. I'm talking about even on the best of days. Are you looking forward to Christ? Hi there. Welcome to today's broadcast of Way of Grace, coming to you from Grace Bible Church right here in Hayward. Our teacher and pastor is Pastor Jessica Stan, and today Jesse takes us back to Judges chapter 5. We're focusing in on the anticipation of Christ our King, looking forward to His return. And again, as I mentioned a moment ago, what does that look like for you? Is that only because things are going bad? Or can you say, even when things are in the best of times for you, that you long for heaven, that you long for Christ's appearing? Well, hopefully, we'll encourage you down that road today. Here's Pastor Jesse with this edition of Way of Grace. They're ready to do whatever God wants them to do to help get this battle done. Now, these are godly women, okay? You better leave a godly woman alone. You just get out the way. Because they exercise, I told you, guerrilla warfare. Now, that goes all the way back to the proto-evangel. This is Genesis 3.15, right? Where God told the serpent, that woman's going to have a seed that's going to crush your head. Now, you're going to have your way a little bit with him, but he's going to still kill you. Her seed is going to kill the serpent. And the angel came in unto her. This is who? Gabriel speaking to who? Mary and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among what? Right, because all the angel is doing is tracking from uh, Eve all the way to the wife of Noah, all the way to the wife of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and every godly woman who embraced the promises of God and were willing to live out those promises in complete allegiance to Jehovah all the way up to coming to, to uh, the coming of Messiah. Do you know what Jael did back here in the judges account is the reason why Jesus shows up in the womb of Mary? Do y'all know that? Did y'all know that? The reason why Jesus is in the womb of Mary is because of the obedience of all of God's people going all the way back to Eve. You have to know that. How, how is it that Mary even exists if it wasn't for the faithfulness of God's people being committed to the warfare that God brought them into going all the way back to Mother Eve? And so Jael is engaged in the same thing. This language is clear. Verse 29. Verse 29. And when she saw him, she was troubled at the saying and, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. Verse 30. 
And the angel said unto her, do not fear, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Verse 31. And behold, you shall conceive in your womb and bring forth the son and shall call his name Jesus. Isn't that beautiful? And he shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father, David. I tell you, Jael heard that promise. And when these wicked Gentile kings thought they could come in and annihilate the people of the living God, Jael says, you are fighting against the most high God. And I know who I am. My mama named me Jael. Didn't I tell y'all that? Her mama named her Jael. Now she married a Hebrew, a Hebrewite. Remember that, 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 that traitor Hebrew? We talked about him. Did we talk about him? She married a jacked up brother. That's a whole nother conversation. Uh, but she knew who she was, so she didn't stray away and become a modern woman. She maintained her biblical standing, and so she let her husband get his butt whooped. Now, see, right now, can I tell you something? Hebrew's back at home happy that he had a wife like her. He happy now because, see, those, those Jewish brothers would have hunted him down. So what you mean betraying us and separating from us, thinking that Sisera and Jobin were greater gods than the one true and living God? He goes back home and he's kissing the ground upon which he stands because he has a godly wife who knew how to cook some goat milk. Now, I know he's going to be he going to be a little bit trepidatious every time she gives him a glass of goat milk. I know that. But that's what he need to be. He need to be. A, he need to be right, because we need to get every traitorous spirit out of us. We possibly can. Right. If my wife going to help me be right with God, then I want a wife that's going to help me be right with God. Help me be right with God. That's the kind of wife you need, brethren. A wife that's going to help you be right with God. She's going to always have a hammer in the corner. Always have a nail in the corner. All right, just in case you out too long. And job and try to slip in the house. Always have one in the corner. And, and as long as you write with God, you write with her. Okay? You have to ever worry about her hitting you upside the head. Lest you lose your mind. Subpoint B, the certainty of our redemption and victory in Christ is seen by what Sister Deborah, Sister Jael did. Uh, Sister um, Deborah lays it out extremely clearly. Would you go back to our text? Let me walk this through just in the eloquence of it. Verse 25. Notice what it says. <clears throat> he asked water. Now, who was this? Sister asked for water, right? Because he was 30 and she gave him milk. What was she doing? She was being kind to him above average kind, because that's how you subdue your enemies. Right. You overcome evil by good. If your enemy thirsts, give him drink. If he's hungry, you feed him. You overcome evil with good. And that's how she got that man to bow. Listen to the language. Listen to the language. She brought it forth, uh, brought forth butter in a lordly dish. Did she? In a lordly dish. Now, okay. All right. So I just got a few more minutes. Listen, this is an elegy. And what they're doing is expanding it in a narrative form. It does not necessarily mean literally that this is what happened. Okay. We get ready to see that here in a moment. I mean, I mean, she could have brought it forth in a lordly dish. Fine. 
But do y'all remember what was going on with Sisera? That boy was so tired from running that all he wanted to do was get a glass of water and hide under some covers. Do y'all remember that? He could care less about what that water came in. But our sister is demonstrating such allegiance and commitment to the glory of God that she had prepared everything in such a way as for him to have no sense of suspicion. How tactful is that? When your organizing principle is right, when you are clear on who you are and why you are serving God, you can be meticulous and detailed in your service to him because he will honor it because he did, didn't he? He honored it. Look at verse 26. Let's just walk this through. We're almost done. She put her hand to the nail, didn't she? And her right hand to the workman's hammer. And with the hammer, she smote Sisera. She smote off his head. Now, this is what I meant by the elegy. So stay with me. Nothing in the narrative in chapter four says the man's head split wide open and and went apart in 10 pieces. Nothing in the text. The text says the nail went through both sides of his temple into the ground. Isn't that what it said? And his head got stuck in the ground, right? It's a picture of the absolute finality of the doom of Satan by the once for all death of Jesus Christ at the cross. Y'all saw that? Do you see it? Do you see it? But see, in elegies, elegies, they are expanding the narrative. His head is cut off. It was cut off in terms of the significance of him being doomed now, never to rise again and walk in his authority. Does that make some sense? Right. I say that because you got to understand the genre of the text. Otherwise, somebody that is over literal might see these as contradictions in chapter five over against chapter four. Nope. We're dealing with elegy now. We're dealing with illustration. We're dealing with now exaggerated language. You're going to see that again here in a moment. She smote off his head. When she pierced and stricken through his temples, verse uh, 27, and her at her feet, he did what? He bowed, he fell, he laid down at her feet. He bowed, he fell where he bowed there. He fell down dead. That girl singing. Is she singing or what? Does anybody can, can you hear it? I can, I can hear her singing. This is that old Louisiana type of uh, New Orleans kind of elegy, okay? At his feet, he fell down dead. He fell down dead. At his, her feet, he fell down dead. The point is being driven home that God in his sovereignty took this arrogant leader and made him bow before a glorious sister. Now, y'all remember what the historical narrative said. That brother ran in there. He was exhausted. He fell down under the covers because he was tired. But she, by God's providence, has come up under the authority of this woman. And God gave her that authority. And that's why she's being sung. There he fell down what? Right. But you got to bring all of the narrative into that. He didn't just fall down dead. He didn't even just fall down. She said, come here, lay down. Let me cover you. Here, drink your milk. Go to sleep. Because you ain't waking up. (laughs) This is the last good, warm, cold, good, warm goat milk you're going to have. Verse 28. 
the mother of Sisera looked out at the window. Do you see the narrative now? The camera goes all the way back home. And the mother of Sisera has been used to her son triumphing and winning victories everywhere in the land. In her arrogance, she knows he's on his way home again. You know what we call this? A postmodern irrational delusion. It'll come home in a moment. See, because like you can paint the picture however what you want to, but in reality, it's something else altogether. Did that make some sense? Like you can sit there and see back at home, she could have had her girl sing it. Sisera has won his battle. Sisera has taken the land. Sisera is enjoying the spoil. In reality, Sisera dead. So you and I got to always ask God, give us the grace to walk in reality. I want to see life the way God sees it. I don't ever want to celebrate a lie. I don't ever want to celebrate, celebrate a victory that God didn't give me. I don't ever want to say that I accomplished something that in reality the heavens did not see. And so the wicked do it all the time. The wicked do it all the time. The wicked lie all the time. Okay, they lie all the time about the victories that they have and they don't. The mother of Sisera looked out at the window and cried through the lattice. Now notice what she says. I love this. This is called elegy. Here it is. Why is this cherry so long in coming? That's like just breaking into the middle. <laughs> you all right, Bo? That, why is his chariot so long in coming? Why tarry the wheels of his chariot? Because it's getting dark now. It's getting late. And the, uh, the uh, ambassadors, which were called gospel preachers in the midst of war, these are the preachers who were the ready writers. They wrote what went down. And then they turned it up and scrolled it and they gave a man to run. He's the one that brings good tidings. He's the preacher of the battle. He's the one that comes and let everybody know the battle has won. Our king has victory. Everybody in the city can triumph. He's coming back home with spoils. Everybody gets to enjoy the riches of his bounty. That's called the good news of the gospel. That's what Christ did for us when he left glory and came down to this world. And he tread the depths of hell. He led captivity captive, did he not? And he acquired the wealth of the universe. And he gave gifts unto men and unto the rebellious also. Some of us know it in the redemption of our souls, don't we? Don't we know the spoiling of our great king? Don't we know what he did for us on Calvary? Don't we rejoice in the fact that we always triumph through him that loved us and gave himself for us? So we know something about him going to war, winning the battle, and coming back with the spoil. In fact, we are the spoil that the son gives to the father. And we get to enjoy it every time the gospel's preached and somebody's saved. And we get to enjoy it every time the gospel's preached and somebody's restored. Are y'all following what I'm saying? We get to enjoy the blessing of the gospel bringing us up out of the snares that we are in. And we get to celebrate with the people of the God. Why the wheels of his chariots? Verse 29. Verse 29. Her wise ladies answered and said, yay. She returned and answered to herself. Verse 30. Here it is. Have they not spared? Have they not divided the prey to every man a damsel or two? 
to Sisera, a prey of divers colors, coats and, and garments, a prey of divers colors of needlework, of divers colors of needlework on both sides for the neck of them that take the spoil. Can you see the picture? Him and his boys are just plundering all the resources of the Jewish people. That's what's in her mind. That's what's in the mind of the girls. They're, they're, they say, oh, we can imagine it. Those guys are just spending a lot of time in all the spoil. They'll be back in a little bit. No, they won't. No spoil to be had anywhere. A woman killed your son because of his arrogance. Do y'all remember that? Do you remember the arrogance? I'm going to show it to you so we can close in prayer. I'm going to show you the arrogance. Go on over back to chapter 4. I'm over at verse 17. (coughs) Howbeit Sisera fled away on his feet to the tent of Jael, the wife of Eber the Kenite. For there was peace between Jabin the king of Hazor and the house of Eber the Kenite. And Jael went out to meet Sisera. Remember what we learned about that? How bold she was. She went out there and let him know everything all right. Come this way. We kept the lights on for you. And when he had turned in unto her into the tent, she covered him with the mantle. See how different the story is? She covered him with the mantle. Saints, that had to be a heavy mantle. She covered him with the mantle. And he said unto her, give me, I pray thee, a little water to drink. Now, remember what I told you a couple weeks ago? Now, he's still telling everybody what to do. Now, he don't even know he didn't been wrapped up in God's trap, right? He still, he didn't even say please. But she didn't bother with that because she was out there. There he go again. There he go again. She didn't bother with that. And she opened a bottle of milk and gave him drink. And then she covered him. That boy is out like a baby. Is he not? Out like a baby. Verse 20. And again, he said unto her, now I need you to stand in the door of the tent and it shall be when any man doth come and inquire of thee and say, is there any man here? You shall say no. Boy, he he acting like he's running everything. He's just like running everything. No God. He ain't in violation of nobody's commandment. He don't even realize he's a mouse in the midst of a trap. He telling the mouse trap what to do. Notice what it goes on to say, verse 21. Then Jael, Eber's wife, took a nail of the tent and took a hammer in her hand and went softly unto him. Is that beautiful or what? She just crept on him, crept on him. Y'all know how that goes, right? Crept on him. That's a movie, crept on him, crept on him. And, and, the, and, and, and smote the nail into his temple. You know, you got to have some grace to do that. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? You got to ask, like a lot of us ain't built for this kind of stuff, right? My sister said, not me. I ain't built for this. You got to have some grace to be built for this. Do y'all think Jael was practicing? Do y'all think she might have practiced? Right, can I hold on for a minute. Hold on. Do you think she might have been practicing? She said, okay, we, okay, Lord, if you, if my name is Jael, okay, we already hyphenated that. That's Yahweh Elohim. She said, all right, I'm, I'm representing you. You are the Lord God Almighty. Uh, if you want me to do something. And then she had the revelation. Did she have the revelation? 
My husband got a hammer here. He don't use it. He's a knucklehead. So maybe this is what you want me to use, Lord. And I got about 12 or 13 pins here, and they're about 18 inches long. All right, I'm going to take one in. I'm going to take one in. Okay, so Lord, now you know I don't do this. What you want me to do? Can you imagine I just said, all right, so I'm going to practice. I'm going to keep the nail here and keep the hammer here, and I'm going to practice. I'm going to practice. When should I begin to raise the nail? Like three feet before I get to him. I'm going to have to, Lord, help me, help my heartbeat to not get too loud. Because you know that heartbeat can get so loud. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. That it can wake up him. Have you ever thought about that? I got my girls going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lord, calm my heart down. Look, you, you are about to be the hinge pin that saves the whole nation. You need God's grace. Am I making some sense? Look. If this man gets away, he gets to start all over again, terrorizing everybody. So she is like the Lord Jesus Christ. You got one time by one act once for all to forever put an end to the enemy of the people of God. And God gave her grace to do it. That's why Deborah and Brother Barack and you and me are singing about Sister Jael today. I'm honored. I'm honored. I'm honored. So then the three subpoints are simple. A foreshadow of the mother of our Christ, the certainty of our redemption and his victory at Calvary. Uh, the two uh, obvious paradoxical oxymoronic concepts that we have here is that the victory was achieved by a woman. That woman pointed to Mary, and ultimately what we see in the Luke text is that Mary would be a participant in the doom of the enemy by becoming impregnated with the son of the living God. Now, all of a sudden, Mary is pregnant with our Savior. And Revelation chapter 12, verse 4 tells us that that is itself the victory. Look at it. Revelation chapter 12, verse 4. And it's till that is Satan drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman. There it is, which was ready to be delivered. And who is the dragon? Satan. And who is the woman? Mary. Who is the baby? And that's why Mary and Joseph and Jesus hurry up, according to the word of the angel, ran on down to Egypt. Until Herod was killed because Herod is part of those stars, part of those tails that got brought down, cast down under the governance of Satan. Y'all got that? Once he died, then Jesus and Mary and Joseph were able to come on back into the city of Jerusalem as we know the account to be. But he stood before the woman ready to be delivered to devour her child as soon as it be born. That was the whole goal of the enemy. Whole goal. Now look at the next verse. And she brought forth the man child who was to rule all nations with the rod of iron. And her child was what? Caught up to God and to his throne. Now y'all know y'all Bible. There's a whole lot going on between her getting pregnant and that child getting caught up to God. Is that right? There's a whole lot going on, namely a battle that was fought 
and won by the incarnate son of God who lived, who died, who rose again to put away our sins by the sacrifice of himself, all because a woman would be encompassed by a man. And that's where the warfare has actually turned for you and me for all eternity. Once again, thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph and gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, you have been listening to Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gastand from Grace Bible Church here in Hayward. If you have questions or comments about the program, maybe you would like to learn more about us here at Grace Bible Church in Hayward. Reach out to us by simply calling 510-886-9782, or you can visit our website, grace-bible.com. That's grace-bible.com. Sunday services here at the church are 1030 in the morning. Friday evening is our Friday evening Bible study at 6.30. And man, we've got friends of the ministry from all over the Bay Area who join us for this Friday night Bible study. It is an amazing time of God's Word and sweet fellowship in Christ. 6.30 in the evening Tuesdays, our prayer time and a short Bible study as well. These meetings, again, the directions and information of which you can find at our website, grace Bible. Dot com or by calling 510-886-9782. This program continues to air here on this radio station and on the World Wide Web because you partner with us financially and prayerfully. Thank you for your support. No gift is too small. No gift is too large. And you can either give on a monthly basis or it's a one-time gift. It is all tax deductible, and again, the biggest part of your partnership with us is that we get to continue ministering the gospel of grace here in the Bay Area and all over the world. Consider that as you contact us and join us again next time for another broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gastan. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.